Tonight, Lower Deck Season 2 tidbits, Felony gets promoted, but it's no big deal, and we remember original video vixen Tawny Katane. All that and more on this sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 125 of Multiverse Tonight, the sci-fi edition. I'm your host, Thomas Townley, and uh, I don't really have a lot to say at the outset here. I'm I'm still, you know, dealing with the uh, new schedule at work, which, of course, has me doing this show now on a Friday. Of course, that might change. Um, they're working on getting some more people in my department. So once they do that, they're going to revisit my schedule, push my, you know, you know, get my two days off together. So, you know, who knows? I might have Friday, you know, Thursday, Friday, I might have Sunday, Monday again. So, um, it's all, you know, up in the air, but for right now, um, doing the best I can, trying to do the best show I can. So, you know, if, if the quality goes down, please let me know. You know, I, I'd like to know that. And of course, you can tell me all that at uh, multiversetonight.com. But uh, let's go ahead and start with some Star Trek news. And we start Star Trek news today with uh, the mobile MMO Star Trek Fleet Command which has added content from the next generation. Adding 40 new missions and new features, the game has, add, added five new, has added five new officers, including Data, William T. Riker, Deanna Troy, Beverly Crusher, Jordy LaForge, with Captain Picard to be added soon. Fleet Command's first 20 missions will now take players on a story based on the next generation. Now, Fleet Command has also added a new Away Teams feature where players can send officers on assignments for rewards. The game is available for Apple and Android. Lower Decks creator Mike McMahon, uh, speaking with Trek Movie about Season 2, said that when asked if they're coordinating with Michael Chabon about the author of the Star Trek Titan novels, uh, they said that they, and if we could see elements from Chabon's Titan story, in Lord Dex, he said, quote, I don't want to give anything away. I will say that I think Chaban is brilliant, and he's a true Trekkie. I've hung out with him multiple times with him and his wife. Secret Hideout has set up show, a showrunners meeting that we do where that we do where all of the showrunners on the different Trek shows come together and talk about what we are doing seasonally and what we are doing with legacy characters. It's to make sure that it feels like there's a cohesive understanding of the timeline and what we think is important about the characters. The way I'm handling Riker is the stories we're telling on the Titan are a part of Riker's history. They might be a little bit of an exaggerated version of it through a show, but the events that we're talking about definitely fit into where Riker's journey is. He's no longer in the Enterprise, and he's doing his own thing. 
Now, the version of Riker we're seeing is the kind of thing I like about Riker. He's a larger-in-life, jazz-loving kind of mischievous Riker, which is not everyone's Riker, but it is a Riker you see every once in a while. The stuff you're going to be seeing in Season 2 of The Titan is stuff that happened. It's probably a little bit more uh, ebullient. It's told through our show's, uh, show's point of view, and it's probably a little bit more the stuff that Shaban wrote for Riker and for Troy as they were heading into where you find them in Picard. I, th- I like to think of it as the calm before the storm, this kind of era that we're in for Lower Decks. It's pre a lot of heavy stuff. It's post-TNG, post-Nemesis, pre some pretty big events that lead to changes in the Federation in his current life and everybody around him. So we're really careful that, 23, that 2380, which is where we're telling most of our stories right now, this is the calm. It's this little calm. What are people's lives like when they're stretching a little bit and they're exploring and having fun and before life gets a little bit more complicated? Unquote. Now, when he was asked about who the new chief of security will be, he just said it was a new character of a species we've seen before. But he's not been seen in Starfleet before. Hmm. Well, that uh, opens up the possibilities to, oh, I don't know, what, dozens? Anyway, Star Trek Discovery Season 3 is coming to Blu-ray and DVD on July 20th. The release will have all 13 episodes plus two hours of special features, including interviews, a writer's log, and behind-the-scenes stuff, plus lead scenes and a gag reel. Well, that sounds good. Uh, again, I, I never finished Season 3. I just gave up with it kind of in disgust. You know, so... Maybe the deleted scenes will, would add something to it. I don't know. The largest publicly, publicly operated health plan, LA Care Health Plan, is collaborating with the family of the late Leonard Nimoy to encourage COVID vaccination and mask use. Julie Nimoy, the daughter of the late actor who run, also runs the Los Angeles-based Remembering Leonard Nimoy Foundation with her husband, David Knight, said in a statement, the phrase, live long and prosper, spreads a message that my dad believed in. Not only for a long and healthy life, but it also represents peace, tolerance, diversity, and unity. This project really is a continuation of his mission on lung health. We are so grateful that LA Care was eager to work with us and their team developed a wonderful concept that will capture attention and ensure the message is seen. The campaign will be on billboards and a social media campaign, Get Vaccinated. It's the logical thing to do. Unquote. Yeah. Again, uh... I'll tell you a little story about the, where, where I work. We finally got, uh, the, those who of us are vaccinated, we finally got to remove our masks, you know, which is a bit of a strange, strange thing I got to tell you because every time someone approaches, I want to pull up my mask, you know, and it's not there anymore. Uh, but, you know, it's nice. Those who are not vaccinated uh, still have to wear their mask. And those who are vaccinated will get are getting a seventy-five dollar bonus for for getting vaccinated. So yeah, it, it's it's a little something. You know, it's not you know seven hundred fifty dollars, something like that. But yeah, it's a nice thing. And you know, I really feel that the the time has come. You know, if if you need to wear a mask, wear your mask. If it comes to you need you know you need to wear the mask, then. There you go. 
before we go on to the Star Wars news, can I can I ask you to do me a favor? Go over to our website, multiversetonight.com, and share us. Uh, give us a review or donate a buck or two, will you? Now, thank you, and let's go on to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Star Wars Celebration 2022 has been pushed up. From August 2022 to May, specifically May 26th through to May 29th, 2022, the website states, quote, Current ticket holders that wish to keep their existing tickets will have their order automatically transferred to the new event dates and will receive a new confirmation email in the coming months. If fans want to keep their tickets, no further action is required on their part. If a ticket holder wishes to request a refund for their 2022 ticket order, they can do so by visiting StarWarsCelebration.com. Ticket refund requests must be submitted before June 11th, 2021. All ticket holders will receive an email with detailed instructions on how to submit a refund request if they choose to do so. Unquote. You know, I'm surprised they didn't they didn't push it up to all the way up to May the fourth. Come on, it's Star Wars Day. Why not have Star Wars celebration on Star Wars Day? Executive producer of The Mandalorian, Dave Filoni, has been promoted to executive director of for Lucasfilm. Thing is. He's actually had that job since last summer, and fans are only learning of it now. Apparently, Lucasfilm didn't update its website with his new title till just this week. Now, some fans see this as a sign that the unpopular head of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, is on the way out, even though there is no sign of that. And Kennedy is the one who hired Filoni for the job. In other words, don't get your hopes up, haters. Just enjoy what comes. Variety is reporting that the Rangers of the New Republic show is currently not in active development. Now, no reason was given for this. Uh, The news was just thrown in with the Dave Filoni piece about his Lucasfilm promotion. Now, if more news does does come out about the show, we'll let you know. Disney isn't paying out their fair share, according to several authors. On April 28th, an effort called Hashtag Disney Must Pay Joint Task Force uh, started. The project is supported by a, a is supported by the Authors Guild, the National Writers Union, the Science Foundation, and Fantasy Writers of America, and other organizations, with their aim to help writers discover if they too might be owed money by the mouse. The group lists a number of companies that have been identified as owing money, including three Disney and partially owned Disney publishers, including Disney Worldwide, Marvel Worldwide, and Boom Studios. The task force is claiming that around a dozen writers are owed by Disney. Now, according to a statement from a Disney legal rep to The Hollywood Reporter, the company is arguing that the royalty obligation didn't transfer when Disney bought the other companies. However, They have said that they are looking into any royalty payments that may have been missed and will take appropriate steps. For more on this story, I'd like to include a link to the Hollywood Reporter story in the show notes. Now let's go on to the geek news. AMC has picked up Moonhaven, a six-episode suspense thriller set in a utopian community on the moon. From Peter Ocko, who created Lodge 49 and Black Sails, the show's main character is Bella Sway, a lunar cargo pilot and smuggler who's accused of crime and finds herself marooned on Moonhaven. 
a 500-square-mile community on the moon that was built as a way to find solutions to problems on Earth. She finds herself in the midst of a conspiracy to control the artificial intelligence that runs the community while teaming up with a local detective to stop forces that want to destroy the place. AMC president of original programming, Dan McDermott, in a statement said, quote, We are so intrigued we so intrigued that what so intrigued us about Moonhaven is that it is a suspense thriller set a century in the future that, at its heart, could not be more relevant today. Peter and his writing team have constructed some unforgettable characters and a story we know will captivate viewers and probe complex and deeply emotional issues that are at top of the mi- top of mind today, and have the potential to threaten existence on the plan- on the only planet we have ever called home. Unquote. Now, while we're on the subject of TV, uh, shows have been canceled and renewed. Now, there's way too much to be contained in just one show. So I'll have a link to that list from Deadline.com in the show notes. Creative, Forces, Creative Forge Games has announced that they are in development of a Stargate PC strategy game based on Season 7 of Stargate SG-1. The game, called Stargate Timekeepers, according to the announcement, quote, Stargate Timekeepers departs from the end of Season 7 of the Stargate SG-1 main plot to create a wholly original story starting during the Battle of Antarctica, where Command Commander Eva McCain and her team are tasked with supporting the SG-1 against the Nubis' fleet. Now, the aftermath of the battle sees Commander McCain and her squad face an epic adventure that spans multiple original locations. In Stargate Timekeepers, players will travel through time and space, save civilians from the threats of their system lords, rescue their friends and allies from danger, and much more. Now, this game has no expected release date, but it will be made in collaboration with MGM and will be published by Slytherine. The Indiana Jones sequel just keeps on expanding that cast. This time, they've added Boyd Holbrook and Shanette Renee Wilson to the ensemble. Boyd has been in Logan and the Predator movie, while Shanette has been on TV's The Resident and in the movie Black Panther. The movie is set to go in production this summer with a July 29th, 2022 release. And I hear it might involve Nazis, but uh, no official word about that, so... Amazon's The Wheel of Time series has been given an order for its second season. The series is wrapping up production on season season one in the Czech Republic, and the premiere date for season one hasn't even been announced yet. The series, based on the book series of the same name, stars Rosamund Pike as Marina member, uh, a Marina member of the powerful all-female Az Sedai, who arrives in the small town of Two Rivers. From there, she undertakes a world-spanning journey with five young men and women, one of whom is prophesied to be the Dragon Reborn, who will either save or destroy humanity. An ad-subsidized version of HBO Max will launch in the U.S. the first week of June, priced at $9.99, which is 33% cheaper than the no-ads version. Now, right now, they're claiming that they will have the lightest ad load in the industry. Well, I guess uh, time will tell. Evil is moving. The, the series Evil, that is. The show from Robert and Michelle King is moving from CBS to its streaming service, Paramount+. Plus. 
It will be joined there by SEAL Team and Clarice. The show had two seasons on CBS. And finally tonight, actress and original music video vixen Tawny Katane has passed away. Tawny might be best known for to most for the band White Snake's videos for Here I Go Again and Is This Love. She also featured prominently in the 1984 Tom Hanks movie Bachelor Party, as well as the 1984 French movie The Perils of Gwendolyn. She was also in the new WKRP in Cincinnati, the Kevin Sorbo Hercules TV movies as Dayanera. Now, in her personal life, she dated rat guitarist Robin Crosby, married and divorced White Snake singer David Coverdale, and baseball player Chuck Finley, whom she had two daughters with. And she also had an affair with O.J. Simpson. She had brushes with the law in in the 2000s over cocaine and DUIs. Her last acting role was in a movie called Come Simmy in 2015. Tawny passed away in her Newport, Newport Beach, California home of unknown causes. She was 59 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, check out the show notes, visit the Tee Public store, and so much more. Just head on over to the brand new multiversetonight.com. We have links for all these uh, fabulous financial financial help sites. And uh, if you're a subscriber, thank you. Thank you very much. Be sure to share us with your friends. I know you have some. And if you're brand new to the show, thank you again, please. Be sure to subscribe, leave some feedback, let me know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. The comic book edition will be out in uh, just a cup, just a few days, and we'll have a brand new sci-fi edition for you in just two weeks. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. <coughs>